Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we are continuing our series of shows on the road. We are not in the friendly confines of Cozy Corner. We are in the friendly confines of St. Francisville, Louisiana. St. Francisville, Louisiana is most famous for being the home to the Myrtles, America's most haunted place. (laughs) That's how they advertise it, at least. Yeah. Last episode, we covered the Sam Raimi film, The Gift, starring Kate Blanchett. We really like that movie. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about being in St. Francisville, and we said we were going to tell some personal tales of being at the Myrtles. We didn't on that episode, but we're going to do it on this episode, and we're going to be doing it sooner rather than later. <laughs> but uh, we have a new movie tonight that we're going to be looking at. We, we've done new films in the past. Uh, I don't feel like a lot. No, we're not huge fans of newer movies. Yeah, and what happens is we learn this very early in the life of the show. Funny enough, uh, this movie ties into the very first show that we did a little over four years ago. If you can believe that, four years, Faith, time flies when you're having somewhat fun, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Well, tonight we're doing uh, Scream 6. This is the sixth installment in the Scream franchise. This Mm -hmm. is... franchise that uh was dormant for a little while uh we don't and as i said we don't usually do the new ones because what we learned is a lot of times we don't like it and we don't like to talk about things that we don't like um just worse worse that's not fun no it's not fun this movie was okay we'll we'll talk about it then it made us pull out scream four <laughs> that movie was way okay uh-huh. we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight and we are going to talk about some personal experiences from the Myrtles in St. Francisville, America's most haunted place. But before we get to that, welcome one, welcome all, welcome to the Late Night Fright. We are so glad to have you here. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can do so at Late Night Fright Podcast at gmail.com. That's Late Night Fright Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Let us know if there's a movie you'd like for us to watch. Uh, yeah, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, anything, anything, anything. Tell us about you know your uh, your ghost story. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, Scream Six is up, uh, but let's uh, let's let's tell one or two quick tales from the Myrtles. You've had a few experiences you go ahead. there. I want to hear yours. Okay. No, two thousand ish, two thousand ish. A friend of mine and I, a friend named Jared Katie. You know who knows Jared Katie is uh, Louisiana Public Broadcasting Deputy Director Matt Tessier. He's I, a good friend. I was to waiting for you to drop. This oh, he name. knows Jared. He knows Jared. Yeah. Okay. Um, hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Real funny story about Matt. We give shout outs to Matt on the show mm-hmm. because he's he, our number one fan. He's our number one fan. He follows the show. He's so sweet. He's so kind. He's nice. He's very supportive of the show. I get these nice little messages from him when when a new episode drops, and. Uh, he was listening to the show in his car with his son, who is eight, I believe. And we gave him a shout out, and his son got very excited because he says, "Oh, Daddy! All the all the uh, cars around us just heard your name. You're famous." He thought all the other cars were listening oh. to our show too. <laughs> That's cute. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hello, family. You are indeed famous. <laughs> Me and my good friend Jared. We uh, years ago we were in college and. We decided it was a Friday night, and we just didn't feel like going to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) 
not yet. We decided to take this show on the road, (laughs) and we ended up, uh, you can do the mystery tour, as they call it, the Myrtle's Mystery Tour, is that it? Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with the Magical Mystery Tour of the Beatles. And uh, we came to do the mystery tour on a Friday, and so we're in the uh, we're in like the dining room. Uh, it's a very cool tour. You should you should all do it if you get mm-hmm. the opportunity. And we were there, and the lady is giving the tour, and she's very cool, and and you know they've got the script, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she's there to give you the history and to create atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And she's great. She's like, and it was here in this room that such and such happened. And right then, like the door that leads outside, mm-hmm. which is locked slams and jared and i are standing right there next to door and she and she goes and it was in this room and bam she goes what was that like completely (laughs) came out of character yeah we we don't know what that was and we did hear footsteps um and then we walked the grounds a little bit and uh i i saw curtains move and Mm -hmm. there was no one there yeah you know in the window Mm -hmm. to to move the curtain so um, I've, I've also found there's just a, there's a vibe, mm-hmm. there's a vibe there, uh, that can be a little overwhelming, a little, little there's always this like nice kind of haze hanging over, hanging yes. over that, that property, like uh, it's energetic haze, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an energy haze. You don't have to have sight to see it. Nope. You know? Um, so that's mine. He, uh, I don't want to put words in Jared's mouth, but he did a, uh, media project there. He was in. Mass Communications, and uh, he he said he had a few experiences there. He heard his name a few times by himself. Um, I will say this. uh, Another one I had was back around 97. Uh, I was in high school, and my little jazz group played like a cocktail hour for a wedding reception that was out at the Myrtles, and I had to go into like this room and plug in uh, an extension cord. And just like in these ghost shows that you you like, when I went to plug it in, I hit a cold spot. Ooh. There was this really cold spot. Like, and I mean, all the hair just stood right up. It was ice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know anything about, you know, the cold spots mm-hmm. at the time. It was it was just weird. It was one of those kind of weird experiences. You yeah. just file away. And like, all oh, the hair just stood straight up. Mm-hmm. It was it was pretty cool. So those, those are my big ones. I've never, you know, heard any, you know, my name being said or, or anything like that. What about you? You've, you Have you had any experiences there? Yeah, I've had a few. Um First, like going by, uh, with the vibe, we did one of the night mystery tours um, on Halloween two years ago. And we were in the um, David Bradford suite. I'll show you a photo of it. I'm so looking at it, yes. We're all in there, and the energy is just so strong. It's strong, so yeah. So magnetic. Strong. Like, it's almost uncomfortable. Like I couldn't get out of the room fast enough, and it got really hot. But it was just like it was very heavy. And so when we finally moved out, you could like catch your breath. It felt like, yeah. okay, something something in there is not very I had an experience uh, in the in the dining room, I think it Me was too. about ten years ago. I was up uh, in St. Francisville playing a series of gigs and I think what it was we had a rehearsal on Thursday and we played Friday and Saturday, like in St. Francisville, like right outside, and I was like, I'm not I'm not driving back. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed. And um, I, I went and did the ghost tour, and I was by myself. I was about to say, did you go alone? I went, I went alone, yeah. Okay. And I went in, and I was in the uh, I was in the dining room. I remember this, and I felt very ill, mm-hmm. like in my stomach. I got very dizzy. Yeah. And like couldn't stand up, like like about to come out of my skin. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. uh, it's looking back, it was probably electromagnetic. 
you know, energy yeah. of some kind and that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, where do you fall? Is it, is it haunted? Yeah. I think well, I've got a few more experiences. I oh. did not share. Go ahead. Uh, the dining room, we, we were on the tour. One of the spoons moved. Okay. Nobody was touching the table. Right. You're not supposed to touch anything. It just literally moved off of the plate. That was weird. One of the weirdest was we were outside and, uh, this lady was, she was just on the grounds with us. She's like, yeah, that's where we're staying tonight. And all of a sudden, the lamp turns on. And then it turns off. Turns on, turns off. She's like, okay, nobody's up there. And the lamp's right there in the window. Talking like, about what I was with the curtains moving. Yeah, with the curtains. The, the lights were... The light is going were, on yeah. and off. And she's like, she's like, come with me. We actually went up to the room she was staying in. There was nobody up there. She's like, I don't know how it's turning on and off, but, you know. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. was pretty cool to actually see it. No, I, I, I think it, I think it is. I definitely think it is. I, I don't know I, what it is. I think some of the stuff might be a little fabricated. Are you talking about the historical elements? Yeah, and, yeah. And to, I, to, I a, do too. to appeal people, I you do know? too. Um, but I do think there's something there. Also, did you know it's also built on an Indian burial ground? Yes. Okay. Didn't know if you knew. Yes. Yes, I did. There, there's, there's something, oh, yeah. something going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very cool. If you have any uh, cool ghost stories, uh, email us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. If you've been in the Myrtles, got any good stories? I love hearing a good Myrtles story. Me too. There's just, there's, there's a, there's a real vibe out there. We went there, uh, we were out there at Halloween mm-hmm. and um, full moon. It was, it was pretty cool. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were going to go this evening, but the tour uh, booked out. Shocking for a Wednesday. So here we are <laughs> recording on a Wednesday, <laughs> having to having to do another show of the oh, late night man. fright. Oh well. Wow. <laughs> uh, before we get to Scream Six, uh, we promised on the last episode that um, we were very taken with Hillary Swank's hair mm-hmm. in the gift. This thing is it's amazing. It's it's amazing. You got to look really at pictures is. of it. Um, we said we were gonna come up with a name for it. That, that proved harder, harder mm-hmm. than we thought. So we're just gonna call it the haircut. Mm-hmm. That's that's it's it. It's the if haircut. If you can think of a better name, let us that's, know. It's just the haircut. I mean, it works. It sure does. It works. It's it terrifying. Sure does. Well, let's get to it. Let's see if this movie that we're talking about tonight works. We are talking about Scream Six. This uh, this just came out at the time of this recording. It's uh, still a new movie. This was directed by Matt Bettinelli Olpin and Tyler Gillette. I may have mispronounced that. I apologize if I do. It's it's like Gillette the Razors, but it have an E on the end, so it could be Gillette Gillette. I don't know. Who knows? Written by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick, based on characters created by Kevin Williamson. That's right. We got a big cast here. Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Jack Champion, Henry Zerny, Mason Gooding, Liana Liberato. Hmm. It's a good name. It is. Dermot Mulroney. It's another good name. Mm-hmm. Devin Nakota, Jenna Ortega. Boy, she's all the rage right now, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Tony Revolori, Josh Segara, Samara Weaving, like her. Hayden Panettiere, we're going to talk a little bit about her tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, before we say her name, uh, Skeet Ulrich appears in it, and we got Courtney Cox. This movie came out on March 6th, 2023. 
Made a whole lot of money. It's the biggest uh, money maker in the franchise, if you can believe that. And I don't know about adjusted for inflation. Got some really good reviews too, which um, like sterling reviews. Like I'm, I'm reading some of them. Like what? off the chain good reviews, which I'm not gonna lie, kind of surprises me just a little bit. <laughs> me too. Uh, Scream Six. Let's. Uh, we're not gonna spoil this movie. Uh, I was a little confused as to what was going on in it, so it kind of be hard for me to spoil it. <laughs> Uh, once again, Ghostface is back up to his tricks. Well, we got a new Ghostface. Uh, we got maybe one, two, three, four, five, five possible or six or something. I don't even ghost know. Ghost faces. <laughs> we got we got some ghost faces. Uh, the setting is not in Northern uh, California, not in the uh, fictional uh, Northern California town of Woodsboro, as the previous entries had been. No, we are in the Big Apple. We're in the city of New York for this one. Kind of cool. Yeah, uh, nice location change. Kind of reminds me of the location change uh, from Crystal Lake to Manhattan for Friday the 13th part, uh, uh, oh, whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> that one. Um, so uh, an attempt is made to breathe some new life into this franchise. This is following on the heels of the very successful Scream. Scream 5, but they just called it Scream. Kind of a soft and hard reboot i guess of the series all the rage now mm-hmm. yeah you know, uh, you know, we can't have new properties we, we have no. to we have to keep resurrecting the old properties we do everything uh, so anyway so the uh survivors of the previous film are being stalked by a new ghost face or five and uh they must survive that's yeah. about the long and short of it that's pretty much that's it. pretty <laughs> much every movie in this series isn't pretty it? pretty much okay uh, what'd you think? What'd you think of Scream 6? It was not my favorite. And I had heard so many good right. things about it. Right. I liked Scream 5 a lot. I, You know? Like a lot. I enjoyed Scream 5 way more than I thought Me I was going to, too. even though they 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 pulled a boner in that movie. Mm-hmm. They killed a legacy character. I know. They killed the best legacy yeah. character, and it shows in this film. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna there are two two characters are yeah. missing in this film. One because they you know killed off the legacy character mm-hmm. in in Scream Five, and uh, the other legacy character is not here because they didn't want to pay her. <laughs> they didn't they didn't want to pay Nev Campbell what she was asking mm-hmm. to come back and listen. I got to side with Nev on this one. Because when you've established yourself, this is, the, I mean, really her franchise at the end of the. I mean, exactly the way that Nev Campbell has established herself mm-hmm. as the face of this franchise, mm-hmm. one of the three main leads of yeah. the franchise, and she was, I think, Courtney Cox was responsible for some of the production. Uh, yeah, I think she's credited as executive. I think they all were on the last one in some capacity. I think so. Yeah, they had some kind of behind the scenes capacity, but. Regardless of what you think of, like, oh, these overpaid movie stars or whatever. Listen, this is the rate. This is her. This this mm-hmm. is her going rate. This is what she's asking to come back and be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, it's. I know, you know, it's it's. Oh, she should be grateful for all this. But you know, do we work, know what she asked? I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But working, I I work in an artistic industry. I'm I'm a working musician. And what we tell these young players coming up is, don't undersell yourself because you cut everything down you, you bring everybody else's rates down so no nev campbell knows what she's worth mm-hmm. and wanted to get paid what she's worth and i am all for that and shame on them for not paying her then again too you're you're missing one of your legacy characters so you're not having to pay him so it's like right 
why just do it that it, this is really you, you think scream you think her like yeah <laughs> it's her, absolutely it's her franchise absolutely. and listen listen i know i know pampered movie stars i know but but the core of this is should have been expected like I the mean, core of this is this is what i'm worth mm-hmm. i want to be paid what i'm worth mm-hmm. you know they should have paid her that and shame on them for then it coming out that they weren't paying her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, off the soapbox with that. So she's not here. We miss her. We miss David Arquette. They killed, they killed David Arquette in the last movie. So we have the, uh, the survivors here. I, I just, you know what? I, I, it, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Um, I feel like we've been here and we've done this so many times now and my biggest issue now with the with the franchise is two things i have i have two main issues with the franchise is everything connects back to that original movie like everything goes back to the original mm-hmm. woodsboro murders and scream from uh, 96 mm-hmm. yeah 96 and you know it within the world of the movie there's what eight or nine stab you know yeah. movies at this point like you couldn't have like a copycat, you know. You couldn't. Everything has to tie back into the original film, film which I think is weighing this down mm-hmm. quite a bit. And Scream, the franchise, the the movies, and then the franchise as a whole have always been about horror movies. They've always been about movies. Yeah. And there's a lot of meta textuality with these movies. Going back to the very first one. I mean, the mm-hmm. first scene with Drew Barrymore. You know, you're talking about movies yeah. in the movie. That's very 90s. You know, it was, it was very fresh when it came out. I feel this one, though, hits you over the head. The whole time. With what I call the Jamie Kennedy scenes. And I love Jamie Kennedy in the, well, he's in the first two, I believe. Maybe, maybe even did a cameo in the third one. He did do a cameo in the third one. His character died in the second one. And then he makes a cameo. But he explains the rules, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like we're just hit over the head with the meta stuff in this movie mm-hmm. everything i felt like every time something happened they stopped to explain that this is like from a movie and these are the new rules of a movie yeah. and they talk about the legacy characters you know which is all the rage and reboots and requels and, and the rules i'm just like that's cool but it takes but you out tell of it me a, a good bit. story mm-hmm. and i don't i didn't feel like i was getting anything Mm-mm. you know new right on those lines now with that said i liked a lot of stuff in this movie so, not to be contrary, but uh, <laughs> I thought the first scene in this movie was extremely well done with uh, Samara Weaving uh, playing yeah. the slasher film uh, professor, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the violence in this movie was uh, very visceral, mm-hmm. but with that said, I do feel like the violence is visceral and is not, um, what's the word, uh, it's not adding tension. It's yeah. just brutal. It's just to be there. brutal for brutality's mm-hmm. sake and not adding to uh, a level of excitement, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the thing about Scream, the original Scream. Those characters are so well drawn, you know, and uh, yeah, that, that, that movie was such a shot in the arm of the horror film you know, at that time. And we yeah. very first episode, we talked about Scream. We also talked a little bit about Scream uh, when we did our episode on Wes Craven's New Nightmare because New Nightmare comments on horror movies, mm-hmm. and he did that two years before Scream. He was a little early. We weren't quite ready for it at that point. 
But um, this movie, I feel like it's just a big missed opportunity because yeah. I feel like it wanted, and we're watching it, and I look over at Faith. I, I, I paused the movie, and I said, this is interesting. We might be getting a movie that's addressing trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you like, saying it. Like trauma <laughs> in horror film. Like uh-huh. This is interesting because talking about New Nightmare, New Nightmare addresses the effect of horror films on kids. Mm-hmm. Man, and that's a that's a great discussion. Wow. And um, it's a great movie. New Nightmares. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because I do want to bring up some of the issues in that film, and then how we kind of miss an opportunity here. And I feel like we're going to go down this road where we're going to start talking about trauma and 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 surviving and 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 you know, in some kind of real world grounded capacity yeah. you know and not getting all this meta stuff and then it just started and Hayden Pantieri shows up <laughs> and completely takes me out of the movie she looks like a wax figure she does uh, oh boy yeah uh, or something there's this know. movie called uh uh death becomes her that Robert Zemeckis directed back in 92 ish Bruce Willis is in it Goldie Hawn Meryl Streep it's about plastic surgery in Hollywood. And I swear to God, they're all going to the same place. <laughs> they're all going to the same place. Like, yeah, because even uh, Courtney Cox just doesn't even look like herself. Like, like no, and 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 just just Hayden Panettiere in general just took me out of the movie. Her mm-hmm. energy took me out of the movie. Like everything took me out. And then, like I said, I thought we were going to get maybe a, this interesting thematic thing, and then we didn't. And and, mm-hmm. and it just became another one of yeah. these. Which and and listen. I didn't like the second and third screams. Uh, I was not a fan of those. I like what they were trying to do, but I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan. I really like the fourth one, and we're, we're going to talk about the fourth one in a minute. But I did. I thought we were getting ready to have this conversation, like we had a new nightmare, where he's talking about, you know, the effect of of these movies on people, and then the, I thought we could get in like a big kind of psychological discussion, you know, on the effect of these movies, not only you know on on these characters, but then on the audience and I, I didn't feel like that happened. Oh no. I, I, I don't feel like it I happened. I feel like I felt very let down by the ending, which I'm not going to spoil here. I felt like the ending, uh, uh, was like the worst parts of three. It was know? just kind of like, what? <laughs> like, and not in a good way. Like, Ooh, what? I didn't see this. It was just kind of like, why? You know? Yeah. And I don't feel like we know these characters well enough, mm-hmm. you know, that, no. And that's why the David Arquette death in five hurt so mm-hmm. much is because you love him. Yeah. You know, and. And he's really missed in this movie. His his energy is it's missed m- in this movie. And Nev Campbell mm-hmm. is missed in this movie, too. And then what they do. Courtney Cox is in the movie playing Gail Weathers and. They don't let her be Gail Weathers. Mm-mm. Because we finished six and then. We went, I said, gosh, it makes me miss the fourth. Because my, favorite, my favorites in the series are the first one and the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, two and three are okay. Uh, I didn't mind five, but I, I like the fourth I like one. I think five. that was Wes Craven's last film that he did before he passed. Mm-hmm. And it was an attempt to, to reboot. You know, and again, he was a little early on this because this is 2011. And then you know all these reboots and, and requels and stuff really come... Into into their own with like the Force Awakens, you know, yeah. and, and then they start bringing back all these old properties. So he was once again like ahead of the curve mm-hmm. on this stuff. And watching the fourth one, 
yeah, they're about movies. That's what Scream's about movies. Uh, 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 yeah. And that that factors into the ending of Scream 4. But my God, you get this like mystery and you don't know what's going yeah. on. And it's horrific and brutal. But, you know, but never just because, yeah. you know, you feel these deaths, you feel mm-hmm. tension. And I just didn't, I didn't feel that, that here. I didn't and, either. And, and the thing is, I think it's a fine movie. Like the movie looks good. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's directed well. I just, something just, something just wasn't, wasn't hitting for I me. I feel like the first death of, I, I won't spoil anything. Samara Weaving, the, yeah. the college professor. Yes. I yeah. wasn't going to spoil it, but Okay. Well, I mean, at this point though, there's a there is a formula to these movies. Yeah. So if you're in, true, if you're a character in the very first, you're probably gonna die. Yeah, you, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just felt like I don't know, like it, like who did it? It just didn't feel like stuff. Didn't feel like it added up a lot because because <laughs> those deaths, the the opening death usually has something to do with with the rest of the movie with the rest of the movie, and we don't hear about. Like her. it's usually somebody that they know or like went yeah. to school with. They're like, you. D- I know it's their professor, but still, it's like, really? Yeah. It didn't seem like it had a very deep meaning. It was just like, right? Random. It didn't carry. It didn't carry the weight. The like, weight. Like no. The Drew Barrymore uh, death does. Mm-mm. Yeah. And even um, what was uh, Jada, Jada Pinkett. Yeah. In two and uh, uh, Lee Schreiber. In three, mm-hmm. and then in four, four we just we watched four. I mean, four was so fun because you get the fake out uh-huh. uh, stab intros, mm-hmm. and that movie was it was it had a sense of fun to it mm-hmm. too. But there was a nice seriousness, like it, it, you know, like it felt very, you know, the stakes were very real, yeah. old school horror in a lot of ways. Again, I think he was just a little early on that one, mm-hmm. a little early. Uh, and they even talk about legacy characters a little bit in Scream Four. You know, the way that they they bring the three main leads back mm-hmm. and how they all interplay with each other. And, um, you know, here's the deal. Wes Craven did something that uh, Walt Disney couldn't do with Star Wars. He gave us the three leads of the franchise in several scenes together interacting, unlike Han, Luke, and Leia in the Star Wars sequel. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of the great travesties is that we didn't get to see Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and, Mark Hamill and, and Billy, Billy D. I know. Together and Peter Mayhew and, and, and all those characters together. Like just one scene? I know. We didn't get it. It's I guess stupid. I guess that's what they call subverting expectations. I guess so. You know. <laughs> so the, the the Scream Six just didn't add up for me. Um I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a waste of time if you're into no. Scream. And as we've said before, one of the things that I hate is is when you, you offer criticism of something. Um there there's a there's a certain section of people who take criticism of something that they like as personal criticism, and this, that's not what this is. If you like this, rock out, man. It's yeah. <laughs> this is not the worst movie ever made. Um, I I did feel a little disappointed because I felt like five was such a good entry in in the series. Yeah, I, f- I felt like I, I just I had I guess I had higher expectations. I did too. You know? I did too, and you know. Um, because I sh- I liked five so surprisingly, you know. That was you. You had texted me about that. I which, did. I watched it. And I was like, I can't believe I like this. Yeah. Because it's just so rare for us to like newer films these days, you know. So it's like I actually like it. So um, I I think the cast is fine, 
in this. The, the cast is doing what they're supposed to do. There's two standouts. I like so. the characters. I really do yeah. like most of these characters. Yeah. Two standouts. Uh, I think Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter, the illegitimate daughter of Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. She's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's good. And then her uh, her sister, played by uh, Jenna Ortega, playing Tara Carpenter. She's good, too. She's very good. <laughs> She's good. She's all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. She's all the rage. We are uh, recording this episode on what is the 35th anniversary of Beetlejuice. Yes. The release of Beetlejuice. And uh, she is currently hard at work filming the sequel. We've got a little over a year. A little over out. a year? Uh, Early September. So, so she's, uh, 24. she's playing the daughter of Winona Ryder. Mm-hmm. And there have been reports that Johnny Depp is in the movie, maybe. I would like that. Maybe he's playing her dad. Maybe so. That would make I can make that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless, Winona Ryder's back. Uh, uh, Jenna Ortega mm-hmm. is in. Uh, I forgot her name for for like half a second. <laughs> uh, Catherine O'Hara is back. Uh, we've got uh, what's that gorgeous uh, the gorgeous Italian actress. Uh, oh God, my my, my mind oh, is blank too. She's so gorgeous. Uh, um, Monica Bellucci. There you go. She's in it. And most importantly, we have Michael Keaton mm-hmm. playing Beetlejuice. Seems like he's uh, he, he's kind of pulling a little Harrison Ford here, uh, revisiting some of his more popular roles. Yeah. Like Harrison did the uh, uh, Blade Runner yeah. and Star Wars again. And uh, we have a new indie movie. <coughs> yeah, he's wearing the hat. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. It hadn't come out yet at the time of this recording. So we will we will... Reserve judgment. I did read uh, Keaton and Burton are trying to keep this film as close to the original as possible. And that in the same. Same vein. Yeah, Yeah. same vein. Did you hear? This is really fun. Uh, um, The setup is he finally got out of the waiting room that he's in at the end of the original film. Like he gets out. That's like for him, it picks up after getting out. So in our time, he's been there 35, 36 years. That's cool. Oh, no. I'm excited about it. I, I love Burton. I love Keaton. I like Jenna Ortega. I do too. She's like I said. She's the she's the flavor of the month right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, X. She was very good in X. We watched X. We had every intention of doing an episode on X. We will. Did it. we not do an episode? We didn't record it. Okay. We didn't record I it. I remember watching it. And uh, that was when schedules started getting really wonky. That's right. Uh, good film. She's really good, good in it. Uh, that was my first kind of introduction to her. Uh, seeing her uh, and then. Uh, Wednesday, she was excellent mm-hmm. uh, in in the Wednesday series from I Tim still Burton. haven't finished the series. I finished it. It was it was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, and then I feel like the last episode's kind of a little deflating, but uh, she's very good. Yeah, she's really good. Well, Burton, I don't think was he only he didn't directed do all of three. Them. Yeah, so three. yeah, probably tell. Yeah. You could tell. You could tell. Yeah. But uh, no, that was that was fine. She's great, um, and we, she, you know, she's got the Scream franchise and uh, Beetlejuice coming out. So sky's the limit for her. Uh, mm-hmm. Best of luck. Yeah, you know, I enjoy sure her. She's really good. She and uh, she and the whole cast in this. Mm-hmm. What 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 wasn't working for you here? Oh, hold on, before that, what did work for you in this? Again, Let's I like I liked the characters. I felt like at least I feel like both of us were like, no, don't get them, don't get them. Like I actually felt bad like if they were about to get murdered because they weren't terrible 
I didn't like the meta stuff. It was taking yeah. me out. It was, it, was, just, it was too much. It was too much. So for comparison, as I said, we, we watched Scream 4 like right after it. And there's all the movie stuff in there. And it, and but it feels... And, and it works into the, the plot. Yeah. Like it's connected but, to the thematic right. tissue of the movie. But you also see like 4, like the stakes feel real. The tension feels real. This one just felt like this stuff is happening because of a movie. Or you know, like right. because, because the movie to has happen. to be made. Right. Four felt like, it, obviously, it's connected to it, but it feels different. So that's kind of really what was taking me out. It just felt like it had to be done. So. And what I liked about four is four felt so grounded and more realistic than the previous two entries, Scream Two and Scream Three. Like I said, I like those movies for the most part, but I don't love those movies. Um, yeah. I feel like they they go off the rails a little bit. And I feel like those films go off the rail because of the meta stuff in mm-hmm. there. It gets a little too cutesy for me, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's smart. It's interesting. But it's just, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, Four felt like just, you know, here's a hardcore murder mystery. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it had those great Scooby-Doo elements to it. Because it, it, it's hard. Yeah. There, there's a Scooby-Doo element to these movies. There is. You know. There is. And uh, there's a Scooby-Doo element to this movie mm-hmm. yeah, as well. Um, I, I felt let down by this one because I felt that it was so hardcore the last film with what was going on with the killers mm-hmm. and who the killers were and how they were operating. And this one just kind of felt, it felt flat a little bit, flat just a little bit. Yeah. Now here's a big question where my expectations high because of the last one, you know, it was, was the movie okay, but I was expecting more. So I was disappointed or was the movie just okay. And I just noticed that it was okay. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 it's weird. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it no. either. Because I, it's a shame because there are some really nice things in this movie. And there's a couple of moments there that make you go, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Why? You, you know, there's nothing worse than watching a horror movie and having characters make stupid horror movie decisions, you know. And it's like, ah, oh, gosh. Well, going back and watching four, just the way Gail Weathers is, she is nowhere near this in this film. So that's another thing that takes me out. It's like, that's not who she is. You're not letting her be her character, and yeah. it doesn't feel the same. No. She's such a big staple in those movies. Her yeah. attitude, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. Um, hell on high heels? Mm-hmm. That'd be... <laughs> be appropriate no my gosh we were wa- watching four and and I, I i looked over at faith and i and she she had like that first real gale moment you know uh-huh. and i went that's what was missing in the in the new one yep and she's only there for like two or three scenes mm-hmm. she's not in it much she's, she's not in it enough it's almost like they could have kept her out of it, and it wouldn't have. Right. It, it wouldn't have made a difference. Exactly. It really wouldn't have made a difference. But this one, I feel like you can definitely appreciate those three legacy characters. Yes. Ten absolutely. times more because absolutely. You know, she doesn't even really feel like she's in it, and, and she doesn't feel two, like her character. No, and then the other two are missing, and you're missing all of it. So it's just, you know. Yeah, I thought that was that was a waste. Mm-hmm. Having her, in the, I would have rathered her not been in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it another positive. I liked it 
on the road, you know, taking it to New York. That was cool. I mean. Oh, yeah. That, that was, was totally cool. cool. That was totally cool. But I don't know. I just, I, I still think, I still think tying each movie to the original is a, is, is what's, at this point, especially, you don't have Sidney Prescott in the movie, you know, right. the Neff Campbell character. Uh, Dewey's not there, Mm-mm. obviously, and you know Gail's there, but Gail's an investigative reporter, so that so it's uh, she's not from that town, right. even though she was involved with that original, you know, uh, mystery mm-hmm. and, and and the original killings. It's like at this point, you you know, you've done the the kind of requel, as they call you know mm-hmm. the reboot sequel with with Scream Five, yeah, and it's almost like at this point, you know, like you can you can you can open it up. You know, open it up you yeah. know, for for other, you know, that that make, I think, for a much more exciting film, a much more exciting mystery. Because one thing, the reviews, like I said, it, it surprised me how sterling the reviews have been. And I was like, it's okay. Like, Yeah, you told me before the show, you're like, the reviews are, they're coming out as outstanding. And I'm just like, yeah, really? I don't, I don't, I, and again, let me just say this. I don't think the movie deserves to be just, you know, uh, Shat on, you know, you know. I don't think it's that bad, but I didn't. I was like, really? Like after the high of the last one, (laughs) like, yeah. And and again, watching Scream Four, it's like, ah, there we go, there we go. You know, Uh, it's missing. uh, Marley Shelton is, uh, you know, she became Sheriff Judy. You know, she was so wonderful in Four, and she was great in Five. And uh, you're definitely missing the uh, the David Arquette, you know, Mm -hmm. energy. Uh, So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it is what it is. It's just not our favorite. It is what it is. No, what do you What do you think of the franchise as a whole? Are you a, how are you on this franchise? It's not my favorite franchise, but what is it? What is it? Is it the meta stuff? Yeah, I think is so. it a little bit of the meta stuff. Yeah, I think it slightly disconnects me to it, but I don't hate it. I think it gets a little full of itself. I think so, and a little too cutesy mm-hmm. with the like we see here with the meta stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it so many times. It's just like, yeah. let's just make new movies, please. Yeah. Like new movies, new stuff, new ideas. It's totally. just, just. Totally. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I figured you would. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, well, one of the conversations that happened up, I think it was in Scream 4. Oh, wait. Wait. We got to do it. She was in Scream 4, and she's in this one. Hayden Panettiere as Riley. Dude, what's up? What's up with that? (laughs) (sighs) What's up with that? I do not know. I mean, did she, the way she talks now, Mm kind of reminds you of Carrie Fisher? Yes. At the, you know, when, during The Force Awakens. Uh Towards you know, the end press, of press press run. Oh great! Yeah, he was talking out the side of her mouth mm-hmm. thing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Sorry. I felt like they got her in this movie and she took away screen time that could have been Courtney Cox's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Yeah, we could have we could have yeah really you know had more uh, Cox. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you need more Cox. Always. Yeah. Really, you could have taken away her, too, and put Campbell in it, because, you mean. Should have paid Nev Campbell. Just pay her. Should have paid. And and I, uh, at the beginning of the movie, 
we were watching it, uh, I was like, the first 20 minutes, I was like, this is good. Like, mm-hmm. this is really good. Yeah. And then it, it, it takes that turn, and I went, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, first 20 minutes, I was like, this doesn't need Nev Campbell. We're okay. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. And then I was like, yeah, we need Nev Campbell. <laughs> and watching Scream 4 right on the heels of this, mm-hmm. it was like, you need Nev Campbell. Need her. You need her. She... Yeah. Man, she's got that 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 thing down. Mm-hmm. She like she she battens those hatches down. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think she's a little underrated as Sydney Prescott. I think so too. Yeah. Again, it feels like after this this long, it's her franchise. You know. Yeah. At least that's the new kids haven't taken it quite over yet. No, haven't haven't quite gotten it from her. No. Um. Before we move on. Uh, I will say this: Jenna Ortega plays drunk very cutely. Yeah, <laughs> she was a she, she's a cute little drunk mm-hmm. in the movie. <laughs> I like Jenna. She's great. Oh yeah, her and uh, Barrera, the the girl mm-hmm. playing sister. She, they're good. The whole cast is good. I know. The whole cast is good. I uh, I really liked, and I want to make sure that I get her name right. And you have to forgive me. There's like forty people. <laughs> uh, in this movie, there, there was a lot of people, uh, and of course the the page went away. Oh uh, no! Oh no! No! It's the girl who plays the. Uh, she has the twin brother. Oh, uh, hold on! I got it. It's kind of oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. She's uh, she is really good. Uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin. Mindy. She plays Chad's twin, and she's a survivor of the Woodsboro legacy murders. And she's uh, Jamie Kennedy's uh, Randy. Uh, that's uh, his niece in the lore. Yeah. Of the movie, so yeah, no, she was. Gosh, she was fun. Yeah, I like her. She was. I liked. I was like, I want a whole movie of her. Mm-hmm. I do like her. I liked her brother. Again, I like the cast. I do too. It like just, the cast, it just something just wouldn't wasn't hitting. clicking. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you got Dermot. Dermot, man, Dermot's almost that, 60. Dermot's, I felt that was a Dermot's, little random. Like, we were like, what is he doing in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah. mind it. It was just like, okay, where'd you yeah. come from? Yeah. But I always like him. That's not the worst thing in the world. Nah. But uh, real quick. So I know what the answer to this is, but we're going to we'll have this conversation anyway. Um, it was in Scream 4. So, and, you know, as we said, these movies are about movies, and they're really about horror movies. Uh one character asks another character straight up, what's your favorite horror movie? And that's might even be in that very first phone call and scream. What's mm-hmm. your favorite scary movie? Right. So, Faith, <laughs> what is your favorite scary movie and why? Oh, it's tough. It's a tough movie. I know what the answer is. I always go 1978 Halloween because it's just so... It feels nostalgic to me. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up in that time, but mm-hmm. I grew up personally with it. Right. And it's just a go-to for me. And it just, just everything about it. If a f- horror movie can be comfort food, it's Halloween. Halloween is comfort <laughs> food to you. It's like a nice carrot cake, right? Yes. Okay. Or pumpkin pie, since it's yes. Halloween. Besides the nostalgia factor, what is it about that movie though that that keeps you coming back for? It's the vibe of it, the look of it, okay. the characters. Love Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. uh, Doctor Loomis. You just, uh, you yeah. know, it's, hell yeah. <laughs> it just, it's a comfort movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is sub question? Okay. Sub question. Okay. Uh, 
since you brought it up, what is your favorite Dr. Loomis moment in the original Halloween? I have one. I know what yours is. Go ahead. It's uh, because it's also mine, but I want uh, you to do it. It's when he says, uh, (laughs) Hey, Lonnie, yes, get your ass away from there. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Donald Pleasance is so good in that movie. And it's amazing because he was not the first choice. And sometimes the first choice might not be the, the best, best choice. choice. <laughs> and in this case, even though they asked two of our favorite actors to do that, uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee's biggest career regret was not doing Halloween. Playing and Dr. Part of me is like, I don't know if I can see it. Uh, the vibe would have been a lot different. I feel like that's I could one of those see, things you can't. I could see Peter more. Yeah. Than Christopher Lee. Yeah. I don't know because they have different but, vibes. But Donald Pleasance, but man, it, it's just like because he feels loony in a he way. He feels know? crazy. He does. So it's like, and it's, it's just and it's cool adds. because you could tell it's not that he's like doesn't want to be there. No, I get the idea. He wants to be there because mm-hmm. he said like, uh, I mean. Uh, when they did the sixth one, mm-hmm. I think, uh, and he was ill mm-hmm. at the time, and you could tell he was ill. Mm-hmm. It's the one Paul Rudd, Curse yeah. of Michael Myers. I like it, that one. I like it just fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's not the best movie in no, the series, but, but doesn't bother um, me. But he said, "I'm going to continue doing these until they they have to pull me off the set because mm-hmm. he got such pleasure out of doing those movies. He enjoyed making those yeah. movies and enjoyed them." So. No, no, no. It's not that. It's just, there's this really goofy <laughs> detachment with him that's just so much fun to watch. It's um, it's almost like in a way he's doing like the weird, funny version of Peter Cushing's Van Helsing in Horror of Dracula. You know, it's yeah. like, but he's like completely ill-equipped. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like he also just escaped the loony bin, right? And he's yeah, he's right trying to catch a crazy guy. It's like what? right, so. <laughs> Halloween's your favorite horror movie right now. Yes. Okay. Is it your favorite franchise? No. No. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite franchise? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Um. Oh, wow. Hmm. I don't know. I do not know. It's a good question. Yeah. Because there's really, I don't like a lot of the Halloween movies. Yeah. Yeah, I get you know, that. I don't like a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I get that. Um, do you have a favorite franchise? I do have a favorite what franchise. Uh, at the moment, my favorite franchise is the Hammer Frankenstein series. Yeah, because, I could go there. Uh, as we said on our Dracula AD 1972 episode, I find that the movies, Horror of Dracula, like the Horror of Dracula movies, like, Maybe the best movie mm-hmm. that Hammer did, but the franchise, Frankenstein, I find mm-hmm. to be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go there. They get in some really cool ideas in those mm-hmm. movies, and Peter Cushing. I yeah. mean, I mean, you can't go wrong with Peter Cushing, you can't. right? All right. Well, let me ask you: What is your favorite scary movie? Um, right now. Right now. Um, okay. If I have to pick my favorite scary movie, mm-hmm. um. Overall, mm-hmm. and it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imaginations, but it's pretty damn good. Is 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street? I knew it for a lot of different reasons. Any anyone who's listened to this show for any length of time, um, 
I have been known to wax poetic on a nightmare on Elm Street. It's uh, I feel like it's everything, you know, mm-hmm. ideas related to personal growth journeys, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that and, you know, I know that sounds a little self-help, but, you know, it's like uh, if you can learn to confront the Freddy Krueger in your life, yeah. whatever that is, then you can you can you can you can confront. Yeah. Anything, anything, <laughs> and and Freddie, you know, uh, is a lot like Darth Vader in that respect. Mm-hmm. You know, um, absolutely. Freddie as a psychological idea mm-hmm. is fascinating to me, and where he lives in our psyche. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the bottom. Yeah. You know, literally in the bottom, in the basement, in mm-hmm. the boiler room. You know, uh, then you get in the idea of waking life and dreams, which are really interesting to me. And the, and where's the line on those? Mm-hmm. You know. And a lot of the great artists have have tackled that, and Wes did it pretty well, I mm-hmm. think, in the way that fear can can rule your life. Uh, and then you get you get that great cast. Oh yeah, you know you, Heather Heather Langenkamp is so good in that movie, and John Saxon and Johnny Depp and um, uh, uh, Tina. Uh, oh gosh, the actress's name uh, is escaping me at the moment. Amanda Amanda Weiss. Um, is in it. Uh, she's she's so good. And then of course Robert England playing oh, yeah. Freddie in that original film, which he just had a birthday. Yes, yesterday. we were we were recording or this the day ago. after. No, the day yesterday. Uh, yesterday yeah, right. the day after uh, his birthday. And uh, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 damn near perfect. Uh, I think the ending is wrong on on that. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, studio interference in that. Yeah, I think. The wrong ending uh, is on it, but what it says in that scene where he comes up out of the bed and she confronts him and mm-hmm. and looks him in the eye and then turns away from him, you it's know, powerful. It's powerful, and you see that idea. That's a very like Jungian psychological idea. You see it in Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. with Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. fighting his father, yeah. and he goes, "I will not fight you," mm-hmm. and he takes away the power, you yeah. know, from that, you know. And uh, and you know, and him with the emperor in that in that movie when he says, you know, I'm a Jedi like my father before me, and he's he's mm-hmm. he's, he's the immovable object in that in that moment, and it, those are powerful ideas, and you overcome your fear, and then you 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 move into the next phase of of adulthood, or or you know they call it the master of two worlds in, in the uh, uh, hero's journey. You mm-hmm. know, it's a fascinating movie. It's also scary as hell. Yeah, it is. Those, it doesn't. It doesn't look scary these days. I think, but it's still terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it's. It. I, I think that's. Again, the execution of that could have been a little better. A lot of it has to do with studio interference and budget constraints. That's. It is what it is. It's still just an amazing film, but the idea at the center of that. Oh yeah. Is perfect. Mm-hmm. Is perfect. Yeah. Um. Okay, that's today. That's today. <laughs> You're catching me on that today. Um, other ones would be the thing from 1982, uh, especially the world that we found ourselves living in a few years ago with blood tests. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Fear, I fear you because you haven't had your blood test. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. Uh, but regardless of that, the the sideways glances at each other, uh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Paranoia, it's finest. Mm-hmm. 
going back to the Universal days, I think Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, love Dracula. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pick just one of those. If if I had, if I'm going eras, like uh, Bride of Frankenstein, I think it's yeah. all there in Bride of Frankenstein. I think life and death and comedy and horror and tragedy, and that, uh, for lack of a better word, that gay campiness that's mm-hmm. that's present in Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. James Whale, just so good. Uh, Hammer era, uh, the Technicolor horror era, uh, definitely horror, horror Dracula. Dracula. Peter Cush, you got to get Peter Cush. But, you know, I mean, Fright Night's really good, too. That's definitely on my list. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I got I got a lot. I got a lot. Scream, I like the original Scream a whole mm-hmm. lot, too. Um, but I think, like, the whole package of, you know, horror and, and what do you want out of a horror movie? You want something that's, that's getting you on, on a on a physical and I think on a spiritual level, too. It scares you just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Elm, Elm Street for me does it. Now, does that have to do with the fact that I was five years old when that movie came out and seeing him for the first time scared the hell out of me? Maybe. 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 But there's a part of me at 44. That's still scared. That's you. still scared of him. Yeah. Not Robert England, you know, yeah. as, as Freddie, but Freddie, the idea of Freddie, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, that, that I think it's a, it's a great uh, 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 metaphor for, for healing journey. Yeah, Freddie represents trauma, and Freddie represents hurt and pain and neglect, and and mm-hmm. like Michael Myers, with you can put anything on that mask. Yeah. You know, Halloween's another one. I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. I, I I absolutely love that movie. You know, um, I, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, probably probably Elm Street. You know, um, yeah, and I but I do love the fact that Scream, the original Scream, is about horror movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's really cool. It really is. So, favorite franchise right now, like I said, is, is Frankenstein. Uh, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the Elm Street movies, you know, are kind of hit and miss. They are. That's why it's hard. It's hard to hit and miss. It's hard to pick franchises because it's just a lot of the Friday s- movies are hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah. Not part six. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jason lives. Jason lives. Mm-hmm. With an exclamation mark. I, I'll go. I like the franchises for for. Frankenstein. I, I, that's a good. That's a, yeah. There's not Frankenstein's a, there's, Re, the Revenge of Frankenstein is a fine film. There's um, a lot of good films in that, so I, I could go there with you on there. Yeah. 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 Everything else, I feel like it is hit and miss. It's like okay, this one's good. These three aren't. So it's just you know. But yet we still watch them. I know. And <laughs> love them. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Like we said, it, it's weird. It's weird when we talk about something that that we don't quite like mm-hmm. and we watched it because it's new we hadn't seen it yeah. and it's like hey got we the watched time. five let's we got the time six. to do a show let's do it let's do a show on it and um again please please and that's one of the points of these movies is you know, in the modern scream uh franchise you know we're we're so inundated with this social media and all this and and uh you can you know, you, you kind of identify with these franchises and then you think that if somebody attacks this movie or, or work of art or piece of entertainment that you like that they're attacking you. Not what we're doing. Not what we're doing. I like the movie just fine. I just expected a little more out of it and, and would have liked a lot more out mm-hmm. of it. I hear there's plans for a seventh one. I hear they're going to try and get Neff Campbell back. I hope they do. Or they just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should get her. Uh, yeah, I think they should too. Just let it go. Do you have anything else to add about the Scream franchise? Wes Craven, 
Robert Englund, Nightmare on Elm Street, your favorite horror movie, <laughs> The Myrtles. <laughs> and he, and he, give, it, give me one more good ghost story before we close up shop here. From The Myrtles or in general? In general is fine. Um, I'm trying to think. One of my favorite places to stay is Hotel Provincial. Okay, where is that? It's in New Orleans, in the French Quarter. Okay. Hadn't been in years. New Orleans is a, it's a, it's a strange energy place it for is. me. I always, um, I always, always feel ill when I'm down. Like, like mm. I get, I get like the energy flu, as they call mm-hmm. it, when I when I go down there. Sometimes it, it hits me pretty hard. Yeah, it, it can hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a definitely an interesting place if you've never been. Um, but we'd stayed there many times, and it used to be. Uh, a hospital in the Civil War. Okay. At least one part of it okay. in the back. Um, so at least the three or four times I've stayed there, something has happened. Footsteps. Uh, somebody saw a full body apparition walk by. As uh, Dr. Ray Stance would say, a full, full body, vaporous, <laughs> full torsoed vaporous apparition. Yes. <laughs> um, so this was my sister seeing it in the swimming pool. I jump out because she's freaking out. Uh-huh. She sees a man, a soldier walk past. I jump out and try oh, to chase whatever it is. Okay. Don't see anything. But when I come back, there's like a fountain on the other side of the pool. Mm-hmm. And when I come back to it, there's like a lady standing there in white. Okay. And I went to speak to her and she didn't even look at me. She was just staring down into the water. And so I kind of started to walk off. When I turned around, she was gone. I was like, okay. So she was a... Full torso, I would, vaporous apparition. And so the hotel, most of it is like outside. You you access the rooms from outside. So if anybody's going in and out of the doors, you can hear them. Because I'm, out, I'm outside in the courtyard. There's there's nobody. Okay. I'm like, this is interesting. And right around that time, all these blackbirds landed on the electrical towers. We're like, oh, there's going to be a haunting today. Mm. One even five minutes later, and stuff just started wow. picking up. That's interesting. It was. Yeah. And what what was this? What hotel was this? Again? Hotel Provincial. Hotel Provincial is that? Uh, where does that rank in the uh, haunted places list? Is that is that up there? Is it's, that is it's that on the tour. It's on the okay. tour, the New Orleans Ghost Tour, and um, again, it's like every time I've stayed there, something has happened. My mom had something happen to her. Years ago, it was probably like 2008, she woke up in the middle of the night and saw like a little, like a servant, like a lady mm. coming to tuck her in. Mm-hmm. And That's it freaked her out, but. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll share one too. Um, I used to uh, work for an advertising company in the uh, city of Baton Rouge, and I would be there early in the morning. Uh, I would be there either about a quarter to five or I'd get in around five thirty to start work for six. And I worked in an area that was, uh, uh, you had to have a, uh, I printed checks. Faith knows this. So she's, she's yawning, <laughs> but I printed, <laughs> I printed checks. And so it was, it was, you know, its own thing, you mm-hmm. know, secure area. And we actually used to record this show in that building, mm-hmm. in that area. And we would go into that area on uh, on the weekends, on usually well, usually on Saturdays, mm-hmm. right? We it was usually our recording day, and uh, there was there was there was some, and Faith is nodding her head right now because she knows 
definitely didn't feel alone Mm-mm. and definitely felt malicious, dark presences mm-hmm. in that building. Mm-hmm. And, actually- they, and they had some areas of that building I did not like mm-hmm. to go in mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. And in the mornings especially, um, <laughs> if you're out there listening to this, you can go ahead and laugh. She'll, Faith will tell you after I tell you, tell you what I'm getting ready to say. So when I'd be in there, I'd be the only one in that building at 5 o'clock in the morning. And we had a coffee area. And so, like, whoever was in the building, first off, you know, you go and you start coffee. You know, that's where everybody in the building would get coffee. You had mm-hmm. these two big machines. I would not walk from my office into that area. Mm-hmm. It was dark, you know, because I had turned the lights on first off. But I, I was very uncomfortable too many mornings in there. I felt like I was being watched. And so what I started doing was in my little area, I brought my little K cup and just, I'd make my own coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going out there. No. And there were, there was a Saturday I had to go uh, deliver some mail up there and I was up on the second floor and I heard a door slam. Oof. I heard a door slam. And no one was in that building. Mm-hmm. No one. We, no d- we did have something talk to us one night when we were leaving. Yes, yes, we did. And it said bye to us. So yes, we like, did. We both heard it. And then I went to the bathroom one night when we were recording, and I'm sitting there. It's a quiet bathroom, and I heard- And no one's in the building. No one's in no the one. building. Because everything has l- is lights turn on when you walk past. So yeah, like if motion, I would, motion, motion controlled Yeah, lights. motion controlled. So when I would go out to the bathroom, the lights would come on in the hall. So you would know if anybody else had been moving exactly. around. So I go into the bathroom, and I'm just doing my business, and I hear- Hello. And I was like, yeah, hello. Yeah, like there was a girl. Like I, I'm like, I know nobody else is in here with there me. There was definitely a female presence that was in that building. I, I felt female presence quite a bit um, in there. And, and it would get uh, it would get hazy in there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, beyond static be electricity, too, beyond static electricity, like like mm-hmm. haze, mm-hmm. like spirit, hay, energy yeah. haze, you know. But I, I felt. I definitely felt watched and and it was always from the same place where I felt watched mm-hmm. and I would kind of I I started talking to people and kind of asking, "Hey, have you ever been in and a lot of people had the same feeling in that place." Mm-hmm. Like uh, and, and they were real reluctant to say anything yeah. about it, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's 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 mine. That's that's I'd like to share one more. Yeah, go ahead. Um By the way, we'd like to thank you for tuning in for our discussion on the Myrtles, ghost stories, <laughs> and a little bit about Scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, this story actually just started popping back into my head because um, I, I was talking to one of the girls that I used to work with the other day. I used to somewhat manage a coffee shop, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I saw her pull in one morning. She, she backed into her spot, and she sat in her car for a few minutes. And I used to open so I'd get there, turn all the lights on, turn everything on. And I'm standing there and I'm like, why is she not coming in? Like, what's she doing? Finally, she comes in. And I'm like, I was like, hey, you know, you can come in. Like, if we're not open, you can come in a few minutes, whatever. She's like, yeah, I just, I just figured you were, y- y'all were talking. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, there was somebody standing next to you. I just figured you were in there talking to somebody. And I was like, I'm by myself. Like, the door is locked. Like, I'd have to come let you in. 
when you walk, like when she walked up, I had to let her in. Like, there is no one in here with me. She's like, I swear somebody was standing next to you. Wow. And I was like, nope. And then same place, you know, those big, I guess it's a coffee table or ottoman, but they're like metal. Yeah. We had one in the little seating area. And again, I'm the only one there. Doors are locked. And it's very quiet. I don't have the music on yet. I'm literally trying to load it. And I hear something start banging on it really loud. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I think I went and stood on the front porch <laughs> until we opened. And I was like, no, no. Yeah, it's always something when you, when you feel like you have to get out of somewhere. Oh, yeah. I didn't feel alone, like, at all. Yeah. It was loud. There's no, there was no reason for it. I actually, uh, as we wrap this up, I actually, uh, if you're out there, I, I probably undersold the building I was talking about that I worked in. Oh, it, yeah. it, it, it really it was dark. There was a rancid feeling mm-hmm. in that place. And you look around, people. you know, with, with, with jobs and stuff, you know, nine times out of ten people aren't, you know, happy mm-hmm. with their job. And they're not happy to be at their job, you know. But this this kind of went beyond that sometimes. And that uh, you, there was just this general funk in that building. And you yeah. see it, you know. Now, then the question becomes... Are the people there unhappy creating mm-hmm. this 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 energetic resonance, or is there an energetic resonance in that place, which I firmly believe was conscious? Uh, oh yeah, you, you can know, feel it influencing everyone there, and I think it was the latter mm-hmm. because there. It, it, but for real, there is just this really rancid feeling, and and I'm I'm feeling rancid right now, talking about it. If if you can, and I haven't been in that building in almost two years. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have a weird statue outside of your window that like moved? It was like we yeah like there you was had boxes covering uh, your window. There was there was this uh, uh, piece of art, quote unquote modern art. I mm-hmm. that uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know who's listening, so I don't I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. But uh, the the wife of one of the managers had a uh, interest in uh, modern art as it is because uh, mm-hmm. when you're really wealthy you can have eccentric mm-hmm. interests like that right and uh, I don't know if she made this or not it was uh, it was like an old um, uh, coke machine uh, you know and, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it, it had been, it's hard to describe, but it was this metal piece that had been sculpted, mm-hmm. you know. And it, gosh, man, this thing just, it, it it creeped me out the first time I saw it. And there was a gentleman I worked with who I worked under, who was, who was my supervisor, who I loved dearly. And he recently, he, I say about a year ago, he passed away and, and, Loved him dearly, and he wasn't into any of this, you know, at least not that I know. <laughs> but that thing was put outside, and we could see it right outside my window. And, and he actually said, he goes, that thing bothers me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, like he got bad mm-hmm. vibes. And he was actually pretty empathic, I think. And, and he got a bad vibe off of it. But mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. There was So it was out there. And... I got so uncomfortable. I was outside this little window. I took paper boxes and covered up the window, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
there was some it weird, was disturbing. There was some like, weird energy uh-huh. in this thing. Well, then one day, like, I was looking at it, and, like, it had moved. That's what I thought. Like, like I thought it had moved. It had gotten, like, closer, closer. to my window. Yes. Like, a good 10 feet. Uh-huh. Like, closer to the window and yeah and then i started thinking oh man this is like the weeping angels in a uh, doctor who you remember <laughs> uh-huh. remember the weeping? i was like ah oh, great i got the i got the metal <laughs> metal monster after me <laughs> and i went and asked like building services i was like hey did did they move that statue thing i said they're like no it hasn't moved like like and you would have been able and i, I walked, remember seeing I, like, I walked out there and looked because you would have been able to see like uh-huh. where where it had, you know, because it would have left an impression mm-hmm. in the in the in the dirt outside where it was, and it had not been moved, but it it, it moved, it, it definitely moved, mm-hmm. it definitely moved, and then you know you hear these things about quantum jumping and things like, like did did we jump a timeline or did the damn thing move on its own during the yeah, night? Yeah, they covered up the dirt spot. <laughs> yeah, like it was weird. It was weird. It was creepy. It was quite creepy. Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like it either. Well, there you go. Well, we we sincerely thank you for tuning in to our show about the Myrtles, Hauntings, our favorite horror movies, that weird, creepy-ass statue outside (laughs) outside my window at my old job, and a little bit about Scream 6. (laughs) So uh, this has been a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing this. This Me too. This one was nice, nice. Shows on the road. Shows on the road, if you get the chance. Please come out to lovely and historic St. Francisville, Louisiana. While you're here, visit the Conundrum Bookstore. It's this charming little place right in the center of town. And uh, visit the uh, District Mercantile. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nice little place. they got some antiques and some cool little things in there. We're not getting paid for this. And, of course, go visit the Myrtles. And if you like pizzas, check out Sonny's Pizza while you're here, too. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Um, it's been fun. So uh, be sure to check out our episode that uh, we released recently on The Gift. That's the Sam Raimi movie um, starring Kate Blanchett. Really good movie. I, I enjoyed doing the episode. Uh, we also have Dracula AD 1972 that's out. And we are indeed back on a regular schedule. So be looking for us either every month, every two weeks. You know, we're going to we're going to be dropping not every week, but no. uh, more regularly than we have been and uh, we've got schedules under control and all that good stuff so check those out we got a whole back catalog you can go through uh, I know Louisiana Public Broadcasting Deputy Director Matt Tessier has gone through that back <laughs> catalog uh, check that out and um, I think that's about it huh? I think and, that's uh, it if you'd like to email us you can at latenightfrightpodcast at gmail.com that email address will be in the show description and I'm pretty sure, speaking of Matt Tessier, the next movie we do is going to be Carnival of Souls. He uh, was very nicely asked us. It's one of his favorite movies. I uh, loved for us to do it on the show. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. It's been a while since I've seen it. It, it disturbed me. It. It's like a elongated Twilight Zone episode, but creepy. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit that up. And uh, I can't so wait. That should be our next episode, and then uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me, too. uh, Watch out for all those creepy statues out there. Don't let them follow you around. Yeah, but I'm serious. If you got a good ghost story, man, uh, email us. Yes. 
send us you can send us uh, one of those voice voice messages you know mm-hmm. do it if you maybe want. we'll share it on the show yeah if you don't want to type it out if you just want to uh, uh yeah do it on your phone and send it to us or whatever uh do that that's cool and and if and love to play it on the show if it's if mm-hmm. it's cool yeah. yeah so lots of fun i like it i do too it's that time yes it is take us on babe. may your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm may the light of the moon keep you safe from harm be you a vampire spook specter or beast always remember keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash thank you for tuning in we will see you on the other side <laughs>